All right, welcome back to the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast. Today we have Javier Mendez on the show again, uh, one of my most frequent guests, but also one of the best guests. We always have great podcasts. He's going to give updates on Habib. He's been in Dubai since UFC 254, and he's going to stay in Dubai until like the end of January. So he's he's that's pretty much his second home now. So he's been there with the guys, and, and they're training. And I think Habib's coming in today um, to, to – do some training, get ready for this upcoming fight in the UAE. So, yeah, let's talk to Hav. All right, Javier, welcome back to the show. My favorite guest ever. Awesome. I didn't know I was your favorite ever. Well, you didn't know because you're on like once a week, every every two weeks. I thought maybe I was top 10. I thought maybe top 10. I'll well, take that. Top 10, top 5, top 1. Okay. How's everything going, man? You're in Dubai. You you can't seem to leave there. So it's been since two five four, and you're still there, and you're planning on staying longer. Like what what's going on? Uh, I am staying until end of January. Jeez. Uh, we have uh, Habib's team has three guys fighting um, uh, this week on the UAE Warriors uh, yep. uh, show. This it's a great promotion, best show in the Middle East. Uh, thrown by Fahd, the president, who's uh, become a good friend. So Habib and I are going to be there present to watch three Eagle team members. Uh, Islam Abedov is going to be one of the guys. Uh, Movlid, which I don't know how to pronounce Movlid's last name. And Shara, I don't know how to pronounce his first name or his last name, but I know Shara. It took me long enough just to get the guy's name. <laughs> but both of those three fighting, uh, they're studs, man. Uh, really Really amazing fighters, and uh, it's going to be an amazing show. I think it's live, too, on, on, the, on the internet, I believe. I'll check it out. Yeah, I saw that you're going to be a guest there. You you and Habib is going to be a guest at the show and everything. Yeah, it's the 27th, uh, uh, this Friday, this Friday. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. They, they throw a great promotion, man, uh, a great promotion. I was very, very, very shocked when I was there the first time how professional it was. That's awesome. So how so the, so the guys are all training as normal? The same as before for 254? They're just the same location and everything? Just different guys? Uh, no, same guys. They're, they're all the same guys that Everybody. were here for Habib's camp, except I didn't train them for this camp. They they were home. They trained at home. they only been here about four days now, so I have not. I've trained them the four days they were here, but I didn't train them for these fights. You know, they, they, they already came in ready to go. But Habib, Habib and uh, Islam are there, right? Didn't Habib just come in today? Uh, Habib's coming in today, later. Yeah, he's not here yet. He'll be in, he'll be in later. Uh, and Islam, Mabadov, not Makachev, Mabadov. I don't know if Makachev's coming. I'm not sure about that. Okay, so he's back in Dagestan right now. Yeah, yeah. And, and all the whole crew is coming back. We're coming back uh, on the 20th uh, to do a fight camp with a whole bunch of guys. So we'll have, you know, anywhere from... I say little as 12 to 20, 20 Eagle guys. And one of my guys, Mo, Mo from my gyms, I'm bringing down to fight on a UA, you know, UAE show, Warriors show on, uh, I think, I believe, January 27th. I have Mo fighting his first uh, pro, 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 uh, pro fight. Wow. That's cool. And then Habib, his Habib, I know he wants to help. He always helps the guys and, and, and trains the guys and gets the guys ready and all that. But has he helped coach with you yet? Like, has he helped? Since this fight, has he done any coaching, or is it more so just been kind of getting things done and, get, and and getting ready to start helping the guys? No, he's been coaching all along. Even for the for uh, when he was getting ready for his fight, he was helping me coach. No, he's no, he's a natural. 
he's a natural born leader. I mean, he's taken over his father's role. So no, no, he's he's always been coaching, always. I was going to ask you, like, because there's a lot of guys that are fighters that are really good and not good coaches, and and then good coaches that aren't as good fighters, and then sometimes they, they're both good fighters and good coaches. I was going to ask you overall, how is Habib as a coach? If if he devotes his time to coaching, he's going to be one of the great ones. Yeah. If he devotes his time, I don't know if his time will permit it. Man, you you cannot achieve greatness in coaching if you do it half-ass. Right. If he does it half-ass, he'll be good. If he does it like his father did, he'll be like his father. Yeah. He, it seems like he has a lot of care, and that's that's super important because he's helping guys that he really cares about. It's not like he, he's got just so many random people, you know? Like some coaches just have to no. deal with random people all the time that they don't really know, and they have to get to know them and all that, and then they get burned and bitter, and then they have to trust another guy that comes in the door. It's, it seems like he, he has, you know, he's coaching his family. Yeah, he is, 100%. And, hey, man, he's gotten almost every one of those guys sponsored. Yeah. He has got guys sponsored. He went out of his way. These guys are all making an income, you know, and uh, who does that? I don't know one fighter. Uh, I can't recall one fighter. I don't know one fighter that's not generous uh, with what he's done for his guys. I don't know one individual. Uh, I can't recall one. Yeah, I, I can tell you, Cormier's a super nice guy. As great as they come, niceness. I've never seen anybody like him either. But Habib kind of trumps him. Yeah. If that, if that, if that's an indication, and if people knew Daniel Cormier, you go, oh my God, Daniel such a given person yeah. he is too absolutely what has habib been up to what's he been doing since the fight like has he's been doing like appearances and traveling around or just relaxing or no he's always been busy bro he's, he's been training the guys uh he sends me video of training the guys he's been doing business things that his father would have wanted to do and uh taking care of his family you know spending time with his family he's got a newborn you know that and uh the newborn is going to be one year old i think coming up so you know, he's got three beautiful kids and, and uh, you know, he's a family guy. And then also spending time in the mountains with his mom and, and wherever he can. You know, I, I saw a video of him in the mountains. They have like three three different places he goes. Uh, the mountains, the, then the mountain village, which is the higher mountain. You yeah. know, And then you got Moxicola, which is the main city where, where he lives. So they all have homes uh, in, in all those areas. And uh, he spends dip- different times uh, uh, there. So I never really know exactly where he's at, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't. So he's he's coaching the guys there. In other words, until he shows up today uh, to Dubai, he was coaching the guys in Dagestan, like just helping out the team and everything. Yeah, the guys that are fighting this Friday, he he he's been coaching, or not me. Yeah. I have not been coaching these guys. I only work with them uh, four days. That's it. Uh, so that's not coaching. <laughs> You're not training somebody four days ago. Yeah, I trained them for. No, I didn't. You know, I just held the pads for them. I, I didn't watch their sparring or none of that because they're done. They, when they came in, they're ready to go. They really didn't even have to be worked by me at all. All they needed was just basically they just have to make the weight. They don't need they don't need any coaching from me. Just make the weight and fight. Yeah, everything's been so cryptic about his like his retirement speech and and all this, and then coming back, and then and then people don't understand how all of us didn't know. And like even Ali, you know, who's so close to him, admitted, you know, in multiple interviews that he didn't know. It's like what Habib said in that octagon. I think almost nobody knew like what what he said. And then since then, it's been so cryptic. And then now he just made a post uh, saying that I'll see you soon, Dana White. You know, which is also cryptic. So now I think that everyone's just kind of wondering, but it's like he, he's such a cryptic person. Even the people closest to him sometimes don't quite know really what's going on because he keeps everything so so on the down low. 
Well, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what he what that he was going to do that, and I thought it was. Uh, if he asked me, it was very emotional for him, extremely emotional, and uh, it may have been emotions. I don't know. I'm not going to discuss it with him. That's between him and his mother and his his real family. And know, I'm just a coach. You know, if he wants to discuss it with me, I'll talk to him about it. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, that's a family matter and things that you and I know. When you test for USADA, you're still in the system. Yeah. You're not retired. You're still in the system. So he just tested, you know. And uh, like you said, the cryptic message that he left, who knows what that means? Uh, that, that, that That's 100% I can tell you this. It doesn't mean he's out. That's 100 but it, what it does mean, you know. So he's not out. But I don't know anything else. because, yeah. And I'm not going to ask him. It's yeah, not my of business. Course not. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, but yeah, I mean, definitely, yeah, he's definitely not retired um, because he's he's still the champ. He's holding the belt, and he's in USADA. So, I mean, the, the one thing that's confirmed is he's not retired. Now, what he may retire tomorrow, he may retire next week, but right now he's not retired. And he's also talking to Dana, which not could be could be anything. I mean, him and Dana could be working out any any number of things. So, I, I'm curious myself what that could mean. I know he's definitely. He doesn't. He's not going to sit there and lie and say, "I'll see you soon, Dana." And then Dana responds and everything. So there's definitely some talks no, about something, not. but I just don't know what Habib, it is. Yeah, Habib, Habib doesn't lie. So 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 yeah. whatever it is, you know, um, it, only him and Dana know, or yeah. him, Ali and Dana know, because I sure as heck don't know. Yeah. And and you know what? I never knew anyway. So it's not like, oh, this is the first time he didn't let me in. I was like, man, he's always done this since 2012. I never know what's going on. And you know what? Why all of a sudden should I be knowing what's going on when I didn't know then? Yeah. It's the same. Coach, yeah. I have a fight. Okay, let's get ready. Boom. All right. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. We're doing that. I mean, we did a, a little short film documentary where you watched uh, this last uh, show. And we show the filming of what happened. We show the, you know, there, there's the thing where he broke his foot. You know, yeah. uh, there there's video of me coaching him, me instructing him on the game plan. Everything that he did in that fight, you we have a video. Of, it was being filmed on how you know we were discussing strategy and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's actually gonna be be pretty cool to to watch after you know everything on how it unfolded. Yeah. We got the snake scene. We got me talking about remember it's not my idea. I'm acting like I'm not the guilty one. I was going to mention that, yeah. The, the film guy <laughs> and, and pointing to to Omar saying it's your guys' idea, but realistically, I'm the idiot that allowed it to happen. And and the the, the what ended up happening with Moglid, he's got ended on his head with Habib's teeth you know, <laughs> from from that oh, incident golly. with the snake. I'm like, oh yeah. man, I cannot believe I am. I I. I was like what the hell am i doing you know i mean i allowed this to happen uh very stupid nobody else's fault but mine because i'm the head coach and i knew it was happening and i proved it without yeah. saying hey, 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 hey we got to get ready habib's afraid of animals do not do this and even say it on the damn video i talked about how he's gonna run like crazy yeah. and here i am still doing it i'm like oh my god so uh coach of the year right here you just didn't expect him <laughs> to run into somebody head first <laughs> right before uh, you know i mean when you listen to the video of me talking about it you go you stupid ass you're right there saying he's gonna be scared as hell you're saying he's afraid of animals which you know he is and then here you are laughing about how fast he's gonna run and it happened exactly like that but you didn't say nothing about what could happen and that's my job to think about what could have happened you know thank god the cheetah didn't come out oh my gosh 
That would have been horrible. We put the cheetah away. Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a cheetah coming. A yeah. cheetah coming, too. <laughs> Can you imagine that one? What if they, I mean, I would have freaked out. The yeah. cheetah coming in. Oh, oh, man, it was on the leash, but it doesn't matter. Who's going to be able to hold the cheetah back? Yeah, exactly. Who's going to hold it back? Be able to hold it back. They're if so it wants strong. to go, you ain't holding shit back. Yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty stupid, and again, my part, you know. And ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank, thank gosh, we got over that, you know, and yeah. uh, everything went out well. Yeah, and then just going back to the other part too, for the people that like, because I've seen the criticism of like Habib for like, you know, why would he not tell his closest people if he was going to say something like that, or why would he, you know, all these different things of of of, of why he he you know, kept that kind of down, but it's like, you got to also understand nobody probably asked him if he was going to retire after that fight. So he never lied. I don't think anyone would have asked, Hey, after this fight, are you going to retire? But you got to look from a, like a fighter perspective, like myself, I can understand with all that pressure he had going into that fight. Imagine how much more you would add if you started telling everybody you're going to retire in your camp, the people that's actually helping you and getting you ready. What if somebody trains you differently? What if somebody acts differently? What if somebody like in my mind, that would be even if and I'm sure he wasn't 100 percent sure when he said it in the first place. But like you never know what could change. And in a fight like that, you don't want anything yeah. to change. You want to make everything seem as normal as possible. So I can understand why he might not want to tell the people that are the closest. A hundred percent. hundred percent. It's ludicrous to think that. He should have told me. Yeah. He should never have told me. If he was planning on doing that, he should have just did exactly what he did. But and and then you know because that the, look the emotion of his father not being there. This is the first time his father wasn't there to to give him advice, to talk to him at night. The comfort of his father, the person that grew him up, the person that was there for them, that started training him at two or four years old. Yeah, come on, you know I've only been there since 2012, and I don't live with the man. His father did. So to have someone as great as his father not there, that's a lot of pressure. And also, to if he's going to tell me, let's say he was planning to retire, and I don't know this because I'm never going to talk about it. Right. I would tell him, don't tell me, because in my, in my attitude, I'm, I might slip a gear here and go, well, he's going to be done anyways, and maybe I won't give him my best. Who knows? I don't know. I just know it was the right thing to do, and no, you're, you're right. correct. You're as right. A fight, you know what the emotions as you go through as a fighter. And as a coach, I'm glad he didn't tell me. I am super glad he didn't tell me. And I don't know if it's legit or not because he was very emotional. So, yeah. you know, this cryptic things you're talking about, yeah. It's like, hey, it, it, you know, I'll see you soon, Dana. What, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I'm in USADA. We know what that means. 100% we know what that means. We know you need to get your title taken away. We know what that means, right? But is he going to fight? Only he knows. And, and, and that's not my, uh, like I said, that's, a, that's a him and his mother and him and, and his immediate family to discuss, not yeah. me. And to you your know? credit on two different things, first of all, your honesty on that. Absolutely. I mean, you never know what it might change as you as a coach. I mean, and not only, not only it's not like you're purposely going to ch- try and do anything to not train him as good or whatever, but it just, you know, who knows what effect it could have to know somebody is going to possibly fight their last fight. It could be good or bad. And then number two, on that point, 
you know, you could also be talking about it more and maybe he doesn't want to talk about that. So like, say, say he told you and then it comes up in conversation over the, the you know, course of fight week or something and he doesn't want to talk about it. That's another issue he might be trying to avoid. And number three, I want to give you credit because for people who don't know, you've always been that guy. You know, you've always been that coach that has given space to all of us and not tried to pry into our business so many times. Like, like, like even though we're, like me and you are very, very close friends, you're one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, but even through our career and when I was fighting, you're always good about you can be close friends with somebody, but you know the line. And so many other coaches are still trying to dig in and find things out that are kind of in that family line, kind of in that personal space where it's like you can be a good coach and a good friend, but it doesn't mean you're a, a relative like a like a like a, a father or, or a brother or something. And you've always been really good at, at that keeping that that, you know, that line drawn and being as good of a friend as you can be talking about what you need to talk about, but never pressuring to just for just curiosity's sake, like I see so many coaches doing. Correct. I look, I'm not his father. You know, I, I, I'm his friend. I love him and he loves me. And, and but I'm not his father, you know, and yeah. it's not my job to be his father. It's my job to be his friend and his coach and to be there for him when he needs me. If yeah. he needs me and he wants to talk to me, I'm there. Whatever he needs me for, I'm there, if he, you know, but but I'm, I'm not his father. You know, and I'm not his wife, yeah. you know, and I'm not his mother, yeah. you know, and I'm not his uncle. I'm his coach, yeah. and, and I'm doing what his coach is supposed to do, stand behind him, you know, not push him in any direction. That's not my job, you know, and, and even though we're, we're, we're tighter than, than coach, friend, even though we are tighter than that, it's still not my job. Right. It's not. That's it, what I respect. I'm, I'm not stepping up, you know, uh, but like I said, the facts are the facts. Test it with USADA. What does that mean? Well, you're not retired, you know. You sent cryptic message to Dana. What does that mean? Well, possibly not retired. Not retired. <laughs> Dana didn't take his belt. Dana didn't take his belt. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, Dana didn't take his belt. That means he's still champion. So you know, uh, and then we we do know this, right? He, we do know he's retired. We do know he was very, very, very emotional. Okay, but 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 uh, whether whether it's going to stick or not. I don't know, and I'm gonna. I'm not gonna pry into it. I, I'm not Absolutely. gonna pry into it. He'll never hear those words from me. Like, say, what are you really gonna do? Yeah. And it's not disrespectful. Some people are thinking it's disrespectful. They didn't talk to me. No, I'm so glad he didn't talk to me about it. And if it was to happen all over again, I would want it to happen the same way. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and plus, a lot of emotion probably came from the fight. I mean, like he was fighting a very, very tough guy who could have possibly knocked him out. And, and he went through a ridiculously tough camp. So I'm sure he was very, very happy when that fight was over and he won, especially the way he did. So yeah. I mean, that brings emotion, we, we, too. Yeah. Yeah, we went through the worst training camp. Like, yeah. far, not as far as amenities, not as far as hospitality. We had the best, the best of the best. Yeah. Nas Training Center, Ahmed and, and, and those guys, the Prince, man, they took care of us like nobody's business. Like, wow. You couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for this kind of treatment anywhere, you know? But it's just that he came with the mumps. He got it from his kids. He gave it to all the guys. Yeah. All the guys. Poor Islam Makhachev got it at the very end there. Yeah. Like months after. Months Shocks. after. Islam got it right when he's going to fight RDA. He got the mumps that week. They all got it. You know, uh, the staff infection, you know. Uh, and then uh, one of the kids got COVID. But I was at the hospital. wasn't here. Uh, but, man, yeah, it was It was just, uh, uh, just bad luck. But, but, you know, I say all that. But I'm telling you guys straight up. Going into that fight, even if it, the camp was perfect, 
and everything training was perfect. I personally don't know if he could have been any better than he was. He was so ready yeah. for that fight, so it was not a concern anymore of of whether oh well you know he didn't have a proper bullshit. He was ready to go. Yeah. He was ready to go, and even though he had all this hardship, and I think it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that he trains all the time. Yeah, so he, he you know he never takes time off. So even though he was this camp cost him a lot of time. The fact that he trains all the time, he was able to adapt fairly quick. So it's not like one of those guys that, oh, two months on and two months off. No, he's never off. So it wasn't hard. So the finished product I got was an unbelievable finished product. He smashed his, his sparring partner so bad. I was like, oh, my gosh. There's no way I could have made this guy better, even if he was healthy throughout the whole camp. So forget that part. It's just it was weird that we had that. But as far as being ready for the fight, no, he was ready for the fight. Yeah. And the key words when he said, Coach, my, my toe may be broken, but my mind is not. Well, there you go. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not in no way at all even close comparing myself to him. But that means something when you've done something for so long. Like people ask me, like, you know, when I, when I post pictures of myself training, uh, either pictures or video of myself training and, and what shape I'm in at my age and everything, people's all like, oh, man, what are you doing? You know, you're taking all this stuff and you're, you're doing this and you're doing that. And it's like, yeah, I've been also training since I was, you know, eight years old. I've, I've been training for 35 years. So that has an effect. Yeah, I can get in shape fast. I have good genetics. And it's like, it's funny to me because people don't take that into consideration. They act like, you know, you know, and so for like what I'm trying to basically say is for him to be fighting since he was a kid, you know, that has a huge effect on him being a great fighter all the time or being or being able to get ready at any given time. You know, it, what you do your whole life has an effect on you. No, people breaks. don't get it. No breaks. No, no breaks. He trains. No breaks. Yeah. Just you know, I'm on. telling you, when he was retired, he wasn't retired. When he was down here. When was it? I forgot. He was here. We were helping training some of the guys. He was helping me with the guys. And he was training with them. He was training with them. He was he was training with them. He was training. You know, he, he didn't he didn't take time off. He was training. Yeah. You know, uh, so, uh, you know, it, it is it isn't one of those deals where, you know, I keep forgetting. I've been there since September 7th in Dubai and I forget how many times I've seen him come and go. You know, yeah. <laughs> and, But even after his fight, he came back and I forgot who it was we were training. But we, he was training, man. He was training with the guys, grappling with them and everything. Would you say he's kind of like Kane in the way, like, I think Kane just has just a naturally huge heart or something, but would you say he's kind of like Kane in the fact that no matter where you, where he disappears to, when he comes back, it's almost like he didn't leave? Like, Kane can go off for injury and come back and then, and then just get a crazy workout in, and you're just like, what? Like, he's a heavyweight. Like, how is he even getting through his workout after not training for, you know, however long? I think he's a little bit above Kane in that regard because yeah. I've seen Kane come back and was really not it's Kane Kane didn't do what Habib did. Kane right. would take months off. He would take months off. But he has crazy ability to, to train hard. Yeah. But the the ability that Kane had off the charts. Yeah. Off the charts. So so I can't compare him only because ability wise Kane's ability was off the charts. Habib never stopped training. Just never stops, yeah. Never stops. Let me ask you one question real fast, just because you've been there for all of Habib's wins and, and, and victories and, and all this stuff, and now you've been around him even more, being in Dubai and everything, and him going back and forth. Is there anything different about this win? Um, forget, forget the retirement talk and what he's going to do next and all that stuff. Is there just Has he acted different in any way from this win as far as his lifestyle? Has, has he elevated his 
popularity, celebrity, uh, peer, like anything. Like, is there anything that's really changed from this fight significantly from previous fights that you can, that you yeah, know? Yeah, business, 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 right? He's he's got the business opportunities. He his his uh, his uh, mind's working as a businessman now, and yeah. a very successful one at that. He's got uh, Eagle Eagles Mobile. Yeah, I saw uh, that uh, coming out. Yeah, he's got uh, Jacob's Watch Eagle. Eagles watch with Jacobs watch uh, coming out. Um, he's he's uh, he's doing his father's uh, legacy uh, shows with GFC. So he's doing a lot of business things that that kind of go along with uh, with all the training he's still doing. So the that's what I see. And then you know he's got the the, the fit rule fit rule yep, vitamin fit or whatever the, uh, things that he's doing. He's doing he's doing a lot of business uh, more and being involved in business. I feel. A little bit more than 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 in the past, but even though back then when he was champ and when before before he was even champ, he still was doing business. But I I do see a little bit more business, yeah, uh, activity from him. Yes, yeah. When I see him compared to someone like a Connor, Connor made a lot of money, but it seems like Connor has a lot of people to do a lot of stuff for him, and his demeanor isn't quite that of a businessman. Sometimes outside of the octagon. I see a huge difference in Habib. Like he's such a professional, serious kind of person who I can tell is striving and will strive in business as much as fighting as that time comes. I, I can just sense it. Yeah, he'll be successful in anything he does in business because number one, he's very popular, immensely popular, and people love him. and And he's stuck to his roots. He sticks. He sticks to the ground, and he, and, he, and and he stays humble. He stays uh, loyal and, and, you know, he stays, uh, you know, his religion is, is, is holds him down, you know, it holds him down, keeps him on, on, on what yep. he's supposed to be doing. And he's doing exactly that, you know. Absolutely. Let me ask you. So I know you've been there a bunch of times in Dagestan and you know, he, I know he's given you a ton of things. It might be a hard question to answer, but can you think of any specific special gift he's ever given you that was interesting? Because we've had guys come in from Dagestan to AK Thailand multiple times and they bring me like these big knives that are like carved and like designs all in them from Dagestan and stuff. So I'm just wondering, has, has Habib ever given you something that's like just special or unique or something that just stands out that that you could talk about, or it's probably so many different things over, no. over the course of... <laughs> no, no, no. No? The one that did do that was Islam. <laughs> Islam Makachev gave me something really cool. He gave me a big-ass knife. Yeah. He brought me a knife about two years ago. Islam, yeah, Islam. Habib, no, Habib. I mean, <laughs> he gave me Eagles perfume, you know. Yeah, they have he perfume? Some Eagles perfume. Yeah, he has, uh, uh, he has uh, Eagles cologne. Sorry, Eagles cologne. cologne. Yeah, yeah. He has, uh, Habib has Eagles cologne, yeah. That's yeah, cool. that's it. Yes, nothing, nothing. No, no. Islam did. Islam did that. Islam got me some pretty cool stuff. I don't know how they bring these knives around. Like they come to Thailand and they got these big knives and they bring them to my office. Yeah. And I'm like, how the hell did you get in the country with this, this freaking machete knife? They have, uh, they have uh, the 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 license on them on the knives. It has things that they're allowed to. Uh, I don't. I I, I have it on mine. I didn't read it, but yeah, they, there's stuff on them. All right, I want to get a couple breakdowns from you, uh, Coach Javier, since uh, since we got some fights coming up here, and I want to get your thoughts or breakdown on. We'll start out with Connor versus Poirier, considering all the factors involved. Considering obviously it's a it's a new time. Poirier, I think, has moved up quite a bit since the the first time they fought. What's your what's your thoughts on that fight? Dustin's moved up quite a bit. He's gotten better on the striking, better everything all the way around. But so has Connor. So, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking we're going to see some of the same of last time. Just 
someone that's just being a striker, that good of a precision striker, unless unless he loses it, you know. But if he stays on track the way I've seen him, uh, I see the same thing that happened last time, maybe a little harder. But but uh, you know, uh, if 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 he stays sharp like I've seen him, um, precision striking. Unless you, unless he can be taken down, he can be taken down. That's a whole different story. But Dustin is not known to be a takedown artist, so uh, anything's possible because they're both some of the best ever. Yeah. Um, but I, I favor Connor. Uh, because of the of the precision striking, he, he's he's the best best striker in the lightweight division uh, history, and he might very well be one of the best strikers in all MMA history. Yeah, he's he's very good, especially with his hands. Um, and then, and coming up this weekend, uh, Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades. Who are you picking in that fight? Who do you think is going to come away with a victory? Well, if Curtis Blades fights his fight, Derek Lewis is going to be ground and pounded. Yeah, it's just I don't. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see how Curtis is gonna fight uh, an enormous, uh, you know, guy like 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 hit Derek and, and stand with him. That'd be foolish. If he just goes in, takes him down, it's a wrap. Yeah, and no, I, I agree with you with Blades. Um, I think he's got a lot of momentum right now. He's won eight of his last nine fights, um, and I think he's, he's got a lot of momentum. Gano, if I'm not correct, right? He's, he's, I think he lost to Naganu, and I think Lewis beat Naganu. Oddly enough, even though you know Blades is on such a better win streak right now. One lost what he had, and and then you know there was no takedown. Naganu's not a takedown artist. He's a he's a he's the hardest hitting heavyweight of all time, and yeah. he's fast as hell, fast as hell, and confident as hell again. I don't know. He's a wrecking machine. I I I don't know. Uh, the challenges that are going to be for him, I, 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 it's going to be very difficult. Unless you take him off his feet, you know, standing with him is going to be a, a very bad thing for anybody. You know, he, he's a phenomenal striker with incredible power and speed, man. Um, he, he's interesting to watch because, you know, one punch and you're out, you know. It's one punch, you know, you're out. But if you can take him to the ground, uh, but I'm sure he's better now, you know, but it's still, that's still the area of weakness is, is the ground, but, uh, not that I know if it's still super weak. I just know that's the area of weakness. I know his standup isn't weak at all. It's super strong because he hits hard and he's very fast. And even though Blaze lost to Naganu and then, uh, Lewis beat Naganu, Lewis lost to Dos Santos and Blades beat Dos Santos. So it's kind of interesting how that, that dynamic works out. So, I mean, they're past fights. And like yeah. I said, the momentum is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at the, the most recent fights. And I just think Blades is, is, is just on, on such a good tear right now that, like you said, I agree, he can get him down, pound him out, or, or put that pressure on him. Yeah, put pressure on him, not let him strike. If he put the pressure on him and not let him strike, it'd be hard for Lewis to get off and get him tired. Lewis is a big boy. Yeah, he's, and, he's uh, big. He's a fan favorite for damn sure. I bet you the vast majority of the fans want Lewis to win. He's a fan favorite. I mean, I like what, I like watching him fight. He, I like him both. He, too. He's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He, he, he's real. You know, he's real. He's a real guy. He's a real fighter. He's a he's real. He's not this phony guy. He's real. And Blades is too. But one one is more entertaining than the other. And Lewis is has got the the fan base. You know, he, he's more entertaining. And and then Ferguson Oliveira. Do, do you think that's um, a good matchup, and then who are you picking in that match? That's a great matchup, and and uh, Oliver is underrated. Yeah. Um, don't be don't be surprised on that one, man. He's underrated. 
and he's hungry. And and Oliveira is probably sick and tired of people bypassing him because he's really that good. Yeah, you know. So better be ready because uh, this this kid is the real deal, man. He ain't no joke. He ain't no joke at all. Stand up, ground, you name it. Yeah, he's got it all. So Tony better better not have the same kind of performance he did against Justin because it won't go good for him if he does. Yeah, and Oliveira's also got that win streak too, so he's got momentum. Um, and then then we got Ferguson coming off his first loss in twelve fights, so you know how that is. It can be good or it can be bad. You know, you never you never know how that's going to be. So it's that that's an interesting dynamic considering Charles is so good and also coming off of seven wins, which makes it even better. And then also fighting a guy who is very good, obviously was on a 12-fight win streak, but he's coming off of a loss right now. So that, that could be effective in some way or another. So it's interesting. I think that's a very interesting yeah. fight. It, it is. You know, um, it, Tony can't be the Tony that showed up against Justin. That's all I know. If Tony shows up the way I, I think he should, then I favor Tony. You know, But if he does it, he's in trouble. He's yeah. in trouble. You, 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 he can't, you know, but this is a different circumstance. He's not cutting weight back to back like he did last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and hope he realizes that that was a big mistake on his part. And he, he's, he's a great fighter, man. He is a great fighter. And, and, and sometimes as a great fighter, you make mistakes and you have to have someone tell you, hey, don't do that shit. Don't you ever do that, yeah. you know? And but was able to control his own destiny on that one, and I think it cost him personally. I, I really do. I think it cost him. But we'll see what, how what how how he shows up, how motivated. Uh, look at Mike Perry. You know, he comes across like a barn burner all the time, and yeah. you go, "Wow, look at this guy!" And all of a sudden, this fight here, he doesn't even make weight. You know, yeah. and five and, pounds and, almost. Uh, he sends, yeah, he sends his opponent. I guess uh, a pizza. Pictures of pizza and things like that, yeah. you know. So, how serious was he into the fight? You know, yeah. I don't know. I didn't see the fight, but uh, you can imagine with those kind of antics. I mean, what was he trying to do? He was trying to, you know, I don't know. What are you trying to do? Scare your opponent? I, I don't know. And you didn't make weight, you know. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I was watching a lot of the like his his Instagram leading up to the fight kind of and he was making a big emphasis about food like more so like his girlfriend eating a lot of bad food and him having to eat healthy but then he was still showing like food was a big part of his whole thing on fight week saying how 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 big he is and 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 how he's trying to stay away from food and then I saw these tweets and I don't even use Twitter that much but I saw these tweets popping up and it was him trying to make weight and he was like I'm just going to give up I don't even want to do this like this is this is bullshit kind of stuff and I'm thinking like oh okay so now I understand he's been playing a game he's this whole fight week he's been trying to play like he's big and he's showing all this food now he's pretending like he can't make weight and he's doing all these tweets to throw everybody off and then he's going to show up and make weight and be the hero that's what I thought was going to happen <laughs> then I read it was five pounds off almost. He actually was being truthful. He actually yeah. was being truthful. He actually, he I think he, I think he was fighting the, the the weight more than he was, you know, his opponent. And I think uh, I think the mentality of going in that situation, I think it hurt him. I don't think you saw the best Mike Perry you could have seen because he was in in a struggle with weight. And you know, and I understand that food is is it's an addiction. For people like myself that love it, you know, yeah. I wish I hated food. I see your you know, Instagram. If I hated food, it would be so easy, you know. But yeah. when you love food, and I love food too, it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. So I, I can easily see him struggling with the food and that being the biggest issue. Not the training, not the fighting, the food and staying away from it. You know, a lot of people that are in that situation where they love food like I love food, they know. 
the people that don't really care for food and can care less, you know, and there is some of those like you, <laughs> yeah. you're fine. But people like me, uh, no, we, we like it's our last meal. What's your take on that as a coach? Because, I mean, I don't think there's any excuse to not make weight by 4.5 pounds when you're a fighter. That's just being, you know, I, and I've had him on the show. I, I, I like Mike Perry as a fighter. I think I like his mentality as a fighter, being a fighter's fighter. Um, I had a great podcast with him, but I don't agree with the not making weight of that much. I think that's too much. I don't think that's like a small problem. I think that's a big, big problem that he probably didn't have the right people around him, which could be because they, they didn't want to be. But what is your take on – here? here's two things I've heard. Obviously, Stylebender said if you don't make weight, you should get 10% of your fight purse and – and then that way it incentivizes you to make weight. And then John Anik, I heard John Anik say, you should be fighting for a no contest um, and not a win if you don't make weight. I don't really agree with both of them. Like my, my take is I think I think you should get you know your show money and that's it. I think, I think so it's 50% off. I think you should maximum get your show money because if you get 10%, you're just not going to fight. And then the UFC is going to lose a fight and then you're going to cancel because you're going to not want to fight for 10%. And then they're going to have more problems. I think you should get like max 50% uh, or, or just get 50%. So your show money. Um, but then if you win, you win. And I think you should be able to get a legitimate win only because if your opponent agrees to the fight, it's a fight, just like a catch fight or something. So I, I don't think it should be a no contest. I think if they both agree and you win, then you win. But I do think that you should only get your show money. I don't think you should get your win money if you if you miss weight because that is part of the job. That's my opinion. What's your opinion? I. Well, my opinion, based on the fact that they're both ready to fight, and just because one didn't make the weight, I would say what the commission does: take twenty percent, give it to the fighter. You know, give give the, give, give the money to the fighter, and and hey, look, the fighter that made weight, he has an option. Yeah, don't true. fight him. Don't fight him. You know, don't fight. Don't fight. You know, but if you if you're ready to fight, I mean, realistically, come on, man, how much is? I mean, really. What what did, he, what did Mike Perry fight at? Did he fight at heavyweight and all of a sudden he's trying to come down to 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 welterweight? He always you know that's where he fought, he, you know, and that's where he's been fighting. So it's not to me, it's not as big a deal if they've both been training at that weight, you know. And and then on the flip side, if the guy's never been there and think how weak he's going to be trying to make that weight, yeah, you know, and, and uh, so that's going to be. There's so many variables, but I I, I don't think. Ten percent uh, is. I think that's definitely ridiculous because number one, I would tell you, f you, I ain't fighting. I'm not fighting. So yeah. there you go. Now you don't have a fight. Okay, kick me out of the UFC. Okay, I deserve it. I didn't make weight. Kick me out. But what about that poor guy that was ready to fight and would fight you no matter what anyway, way you're yeah. at? And he needed that money and he got no money now. What about him? He loses you know? his win money. So that's why I agree with the commission routine of just. Hey, give him 20, 30% of the purse, you know, help. Even if they go 50% of his purse, you know, give it to the fighter, the fighter that made weight, you know, but, but to make it, you know, 10%, eh, no way. I don't know too many fighters that would do it. Even as a coach, I would tell them, screw it. You know, don't fight for 10%. I I would, I would say, don't do it. And, and, and then next time, Dumbass, make the weight. Yeah. It's your fault. Yeah. But I still wouldn't let him fight for 10%. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, and even as a coach, think about this 10%. Hmm. The coach gets percentage of 10%. Think what his motivation is and the yeah, corner motivation. Yeah. They're like, screw that. <laughs> get nothing for this, dude. I'm going home. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So no one's going to want to fight. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I think, that, yeah, leave it the way it is. 
you know, the UFC's got a good model. Hey, if you don't make weight once, you don't make weight twice, they kind of make you go up in weight, you know, or they'll cut your ass. So I think the UFC has got a model that works, you know, and I think you're always going to have people missing weight. You know, I think if anything, they should add a weight division, but that crowds it up some. But I think the UFC's model works. I really do. Yeah. I think I think in Mike Perry's situation, I think it, it it really showcases how tough it is for fighters to make weight because I think Mike Perry alienated himself to where he doesn't have a good team around him like he used to. He has his girlfriend in his corner. I, he probably doesn't have the right coaches and the right nutritionists and stuff. And that shows you when you don't have those people, four and a half pounds. Uh, that's what happens. He's his own captain. He's his own captain. He's his own. You need that you know, help. First, he's his own everything. You know, he does everything, and and that's the way he wants to go. But that's not the way to become a champion. I've never seen a champion in the history of fighting sports that did it on his own. Sorry, just doesn't happen. Never happened. And not saying it can't happen. It just never has. Yeah. And then if you lose the fight like he did, that's even worse, you know, because if, if the UFC doesn't like you missing weight, especially by five pounds almost. And then if you lose, you're in more trouble. So it's like that shows you you got to have the right people around you. You got to have the right people taking care of you and, and making sure that you, you make these things happen, I think. Yeah, but even sometimes when you have the right people around you, you don't make weight anyways. You know, you have a food fight, you know, it looks like I, I don't think he personally didn't try to make the weight. I just think he, like he's fight, he was fighting the food. Yeah. You know, I it was at the two the food got to him and and a lot of distractions and and he is a star he really is he's not a major star but he's a star yeah. you know he's a celebrity you know so there's a lot of pressure on a guy like him and and him doing his own shows and people saying hey how bad ass it is you do your own show i mean it probably makes a lot of put pressure on him yeah. you know the last thing you want is a fighter going into a fight is a lot of pressure yeah you know can you imagine habib going into his fight and i got wind about him that he was going to re uh, announce retirement. If I got wind of that, and all of a sudden I'm snooping in before the fight. Hey, uh, so is it true? Are, are you? Yeah, uh, you know, are you going to retire? You know, do you think Habib needs that? No. Yep. He don't need that. Don't need that at all. So it's a lot of pressure, man. A lot of pressure. So you need to have someone that's going to make you feel strong and make you feel safe. And and uh, that's what good uh, coaches do is they they know what what areas not to touch and when to leave you alone. They don't bug you. They let you do your thing. You know, it's extremely important to have someone that knows what they're doing, you know. So having somebody be the captain versus you being the captain of your own weight, of your own, how you're going to fight, you know, instructions. And he took a lot on his on his plate and a lot of people comment on how well he did with that. And, yeah, it's all good and dandy, but at the end of the day, I think that got to him too. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong, but I think that had a lot to do with it too. Yeah, you know, not not having someone tell him get your ass out of bed or do that extra round, you know, or or lay off that round, yeah. you know. I, I think that has a lot to do with it too. I think. Yeah, it probably does. All right, guys, I got to thank our sponsors really fast. The first being Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC, and now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast and yours truly. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The best below-the-waist grooming product on the market 
by far. And now you can save 20% by entering code QUICK at checkout at manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Enter code QUICK. You get 20% off, free shipping right to your door. And they know that I sent you because you use the code. So you support the podcast. You get the best below-the-waist grooming products. It's a win-win for everyone. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by AK Thailand, the world's premier luxury training resort in Phuket, Thailand. And if you go to akthailand.com right now, you can save 30% off all group training. That's right, all group classes, a week to a year to two years, however much you want to book, and it's good anytime in the future. So you can book right now, save 30%. Then when the price goes back to normal here in the next month or two when the borders open, you had already saved that 30%, and you can use that same uh, package anytime in the future. 2024, 2025, doesn't even matter. You're in our system, you're locked in, you save that 30% for however far in the future you want to use it. If you have any questions, info at akthailand.com. We'll get back to you immediately. We have five-star service, so don't worry about that. You can ask us about anything. When the borders are going to open, we will have the most updated information. Um, anything about the gym, anything about training, um, anything at all. So info at akthailand.com. If you're not familiar with the gym, here's our commercial. What's up, everybody? I am here in Thailand. This is the first time I've ever been here. Been dying to come here for years. Mike Swick, he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here. What he built down here, AKA Thailand, is incredible. There's people here from all over the world. You can train mixed martial arts here, jiu-jitsu. They have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. I'm telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. Uh, have you heard from DC? How's he? I mean, he seems to be killing it, be, doing the analyst stuff, the podcast stuff. Have you heard from him? Any updates on on? Or is he just busy going from show to show? And it seems like he's working a lot doing that stuff. No, last I heard from him is he they, uh, he texted me saying I was crazy for taking the the vaccine shot over here in Dubai. Oh, I wanted he to ask you about crazy. that too. You're taking that shot, you're nuts, and I'm like, I would do it all over again in a heartbeat. No one's ever offered it before in the good old U.S. of A. Oh, we don't have the vaccine. It won't be ready to this. Well, damn, they've been they've been vaccinating people since March. Yeah. Since March. It's crazy. So give me a F break. Who yeah. has it? Who doesn't have it? It's these damn companies fighting each other for who's going to make the billions of dollars to sell the vaccine. And, and that's what we're really talking about. You know, does the vaccine work? I don't know yet. I mean, I took the shot. It, it appears to be well. I, I'm taking my final shot on uh, the 20, 28th of this uh, month, this week coming up. And then two weeks after that, they'll check my blood to see if it took. So who knows? Maybe it doesn't take and I have to redo it again. But guess what? I'll redo it again. You know, uh, but I took the shot and, and millions of people have taken the shot from what I've been told. But over here, it's a, it's it's available. I don't know if it's available to everybody now, but I'm pretty sure it probably is because they've done the test run. But I've heard they've been shooting people 
uh, uh, since March of this year. And that's when they shut us down in March. So vaccine has been out there. It's just that certain countries weren't privy to getting it. Getting it. That's all. It's crazy. Yeah, and I, I was telling people that, about the agenda that this thing is probably based on. And now I found out from you and I found out from other friends that have gotten the vaccine. And, and, and one of them is in Dubai who's traveling around right now. And I'm like, wow, like, because that's not the first this, country. This, this is what I got. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you read that. That's it right there. And, that, and that's not the first country either. It's out there and it's yeah, been it out there, like you said, since yeah, March. Right here. It's crazy. Yeah. And then you get you get uh, you get tracked there. They, they have you sign in a, a phone application. So so you, you sign in. I haven't done it. yet. I haven't done my second one. When I do my second one, then I'll log in. And it's a tracking. They're going to be able to track you. <laughs> So uh, whether we like it or not, I know what's going to happen next. That everybody that wants to travel going to have to get vaccinated. Everybody that wants ID going to have to get vaccinated. Everybody wants to go to school has to get vaccinated. Yeah. Whether we like it or not, we're sheep, we're cattle, we're whatever you want to say, but we have to go with the system. And I don't like what they do. I don't like the fact that, that one has it and the other one ain't selling it to you because they hate you and you did this and Man, it's like, can't we just all get along and help each other, yeah. you know? And it is what it is, you know? We, we, we got something that I thought was man-made, and I could be wrong, but I think it was man-made, and, and uh, you know, they, they unleashed it, you know? And, and now we're all paying the price for it. But yeah. I, I think that, that uh, you know, uh, I would take the shot all over again if, if the king of Abu Dhabi took it first in the shows on Instagram, him doing it, then we were asked you know, a month after the fact that he did it already, it's good enough for the Kings. It's good enough for me. Yeah. And, 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 and I, like I said, I was telling people back in America and they couldn't believe it. They thought I was lying that people were getting a vaccine, a vaccine for this because it's like, you know, in America, they're just so stumped that there's not a vaccine and that it's all, you know, was on this presidency. And now they're coming out with these companies that are coming up with it finally and stuff. And it's been getting shot to people since March. Like, it's crazy to me, like, like hundreds of yeah. millions of people have had this vaccine already. And it's like, it's, it's mind boggling. That's been under wraps. Um, and, and then people are, you know, I know that they're going to track you, which I think is good because then they'll know for sure if you actually had the vaccine or not. It's not like you faked it. You have the thing on your phone. You, you know, people will know you have the vaccine. Well, and look, people are. We watch TV. Yeah. Everybody can track me on this thing. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, we watch TV when, when crooks are running and they have a cell phone. What do they do? Smash their phone because they yeah. know they're being tracked. So guess what? They can Same thing. They're being tracked. Yeah. They track us here. They listen to our messages. I mean, you know, you name it. I mean, we, there's no, there's no freedom of speech. There's no this. It's, it's people that are in power controlling us. Like I said, whether I like it or don't like it, we're being controlled. And I, I, I either join in or fight. And if yeah. I fight, I lose. So guess what? Just follow the way. I've been watching these, uh, these uh, proceedings on YouTube with the Senate. Ted Cruz was actually grilling Dorsey for the, the CEO of, of Twitter. And then I saw um, uh, Zuckerberg being grilled by the senators because they're big. These big tech companies have so much power over people and they're and they're, you know, the way that they're using their power is not the right way. And they're coming down on them now, like almost to a like criminal standpoint because of how their their operations are and how secret they are and how they're using our information or whatever. But to me, it's like I get it. Um, 
the only the only problem I have is this: if you if you have the ability, which they were proving uh, that Facebook had a program called Tasks that they use, which Zuckerberg pretended like he well maybe he didn't pretend, but he said he didn't know what it was or wasn't familiar with it. But then they showed it, and then he did. Or no no no, it was another one. I'm sorry, he he was familiar with that one. But they were sharing information between companies they didn't even own, like within Google, Twitter, and and Facebook, or three different companies owned by three uh, different people, but or, or groups of people, but. Um, they were sharing information on people so that like that's why when you Google something like say hotels and 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 you know wherever France or something and then you go to Instagram and then a hotel pops up on your feed you know f- for France and it's like you know get a discount yeah. whatever so yeah. my, my problem is if they can do that and they can track people down so specifically to track down what they're looking at and what where they're going and what they're doing and where they're at why aren't they doing that for the the criminals that are doing why is there still child pornography being distributed on the internet why is there still all these the, the terrorist it, organizations that are communicating via social it, media it, that, why are they allowing right? that but they're not allowing you know what i'm saying like why why that that is the thing that bothers me on the flip side of that it should bother you yeah, on the because if they can control everything, but they're letting that slide, that's a huge, huge, huge problem. And on the flip side oh, of no, that, oh no, it's a it's a protect. You're protected then. You're protected, but yet, but yet they 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 break the, the freedom. Of, they break the free the, the freedom of speech. They break all those other ones, but they protect that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's the yeah, problem. Yeah, no, that's the problem they're uh, facing now. Well, like you know, I I'm sick and tired of the news. I don't even watch the news. I won't watch the news. It's all bullshit. You know, yeah. you don't know who to believe. 100%. Fossey this, Fossey that. You know, I mean, hey, look, the bottom line is this. Whoever wins the presidency, I'm following the rules. These are the rules. I'm following them. I may not like them, but I'm following them. If, 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 if for some reason Trump gets put back on board, I'm following his rules. You know, I you know, I probably like his way better, but I'm following his rules. Whatever, who's ever in charge, I'm following the rules. I'm not going to go against the, the rules that the, that's who they chose or uh, regardless of how he got there he's in power and you know what i'm too old to be fighting these guys i'm not fighting none of these guys i'm gonna follow the rules yeah. that's it and 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 live my life the best i can with what rules are given to me you know yeah. they change the rules of the fight game well guess what they don't allow eye gouging anymore they don't allow biting anymore well adapt you know and i know it's not the same and it's way different you know, and the moral and everything and what they do. I'm just saying, for me, it's easier to just follow the rules. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like I said, I agree with you on the other part as well as far as being traced. Like, I, my problem was, again, if they're going to use all these resources to, to make money from people, they should do it for also tracking criminals too. That's, that's, that's my case on that. The, the flip side is how many people, there's 7 billion people in the world. Like if you're the rock, I would understand, like maybe they would, you know, your, your, your privacy, but it's like, if you're not like a super high end celebrity, that's like super important in the world or a president or world leader or something like that, how many people really care about like you and me and what we're doing on our, on our WhatsApp or our Facebook? Like, 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 does it really matter that Facebook knows what our DMs are and what we say to our friends? Like, I think some people go a little bit crazy thinking, like, you see these people that are just average everyday Joes working normal jobs, mid-America, whatever, and they're just freaking out because Facebook knows what their DMs are. And it's like, what the hell are you DMing that you're so concerned that they're going to bypass 320 well, other people or 320 million other well, people to get to you, you know? This might get me blocked again, but I'm going to tell you. There goes my there goes my podcast. This, this podcast this is about to get blocked from let, YouTube. Let me, let me explain to you what just happened to me. Uh, uh, Sean Merriman, which is a famous retired yep, football yeah, linebacker, 
he posted this uh, in a country like America. If you do this to a dog, you go in prison, but yet it's okay to leave the homeless, you know, out there. So I did a post, and my post was, you know, the same post he did, but the only difference was I put in the country as rich as America, we're either one or third in the world. I put, why can't our tax, tax dollars please take care of our, our homeless? You know, because they're everywhere, everywhere, they're everywhere. And look, some choose to be there. Yes, I understand. But not all of them choose to be there. And what is being done with our tax dollars that it can't be helped? Well, I did that that post. Boom. Restricted. Wow. They restricted me. I could not talk to nobody. I could not do nothing. Not, they banned me for four days, you know. And then uh, I did. Someone DM'd me and I DM'd them that, that uh, yeah, I got banned because I talked about the homeless. And guess what happened? Bam. They got me again. So not only did they get me on freedom of speech they also got me in my own dm my own private dm yeah they got me on that too and they find me again so that's crazy what does that teach me well i already i like instagram i'm gonna follow the rules they don't want me to talk about legal shit i don't need to be talking about it either i, I you know so i'm moving on you know but they, they they put a ban on me they restricted me i was able to look at stuff but i couldn't interact with anybody i can look at the the you know i couldn't i actually i couldn't i can post but I couldn't interact with anybody. I couldn't contact anybody or anything, you know, yeah, and uh, I couldn't look at their profiles, you know, I couldn't respond to my messages because they weren't pulling up. So yeah, no freedom of speech, buddy, because Instagram did it to me. I have, I have the thing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have it too. So yeah, people like me, people like you and a normal citizen. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. We get it. Imagine that. So, Hey, it is what it is. So Zuckerberg suck it. You know, whatever you got to go through, you probably deserve. There's going to be something that's going to happen because, like, like I said, that was the whole point of these uh, proceedings with Ted Cruz and stuff is he was attacking the same thing, saying, uh, and the funny thing is Dorsey and Zuckerberg both would not say under oath that they would hand over the information that they requested. It was always like, well, we'll get with you afterwards and because, and, and, you know, we'll see what our teams will do. It was, it was like, sir, under oath, will you, will you agree to hand over this, you know, uh, documentation stating how many, uh, you know, accounts have been banned that were for voter fraud or Democrats or Repu whatever the case. And they, they, both of them refused to hand over under oath. And the, the point of it was they're not, you know, th they're being very cryptic. And these tech companies are going to get in trouble for that because they're, they're saying what they feel is a, inappropriate and banning like you for, for what you said or whatever. And they're not experts themselves on it. So it's like they can't. They, you can't have free speech and then have these tech companies run the media and then not allow free speech. You know what I mean? Like they, they can't come in there. That's what free speech is. You're supposed to have it regardless of what platform you're on. And they're not doing that. They're, they're yeah. deciding who, who's committing voter fraud, who's saying the wrong things. Yeah. What harm did I do? What harm did I do? I just asked, how come our tax dollars can't be used to help our homeless it's in America? Crazy. Not all over the world, in America. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's You know, crazy. how sad is it that we, you drive on the freeway and you see all these poor homeless everywhere? Come on, man. You're not going to tell me all these people are drug dealers in there and they choose to be there. Bullshit. Some of them were there because of the job situation. Some are there because they didn't get the help they needed, you know, and our tax dollars aren't going for that. What are they going for? You know, shouldn't it be a priority? You know, it's like, you yeah. know, it's sad, you know, and then and then bad uh, for me is uh, the homeless, believe it or not. And my gym, they've broken my windows countless of time. 
You know, countless of times they break my windows and I have to come in, you know, $1,000 here, $1,000 there, you know, and always fear for they're, they're coming in and, you know, stealing stealing your, your stuff and breaking your stuff. And, and then what, what about they're sleeping right outside your building and you tell them they can't be there, but they don't care. And then police will come and then they ask them to leave, but then they come back because they don't care if they go to jail because what do they have? You know, they have nothing, you know, and we still don't take care of our homeless. It's bullshit, you know, and, and you know what? Yeah. I, I guess because you brought it up, I wasn't going to say nothing, but I'm probably going to get banned on Instagram again for <laughs> saying this. But if it is, it is. And nah, it, it is what it is. Go ahead and ban me again. You know, maybe I'll get a lawyer and, and I can talk to Zuckerberg. Go, Why'd you ban me for saying things about the homeless and how our tax dollars should take care of them? Why? You know, it doesn't make any is, sense. Is, isn't that what America should be taking care of our own people? You know, what's wrong with taking care of the homeless? You know, and the needy, you know, what's next? Next time I say, hey, we should go after these child pornographer people and trafficking and you ban me for that, too. You know, shit. It's amazing they can't catch those guys. It's amazing they're still child porn, but yet they know exactly what every other American is searching for on the Internet and, and, and sending and giving. It's unbelievable to me that they can't they can't catch these other guys that are that are distributing illegal stuff. It's 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 mind boggling. You know, they can, because if you watch, there was a series about this incredible uh, genius guy that they would go after a lot of these people that do wrong. And one of them was a sex trafficker because he was able to hack into his system. And you know they can. If they really want you, they get you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But the, the rights, the amendment rights protect them. That's why. But I'm saying is, what you're saying is, well, where was my amendment rights <laughs> when yeah. someone restricted my my ability to say take care of our homeless? Yeah. You know, where was my rights on that? You know, I didn't have a right to my opinion. Apparently not. So <laughs> I'll say it on YouTube, on your channel, but I hope you don't get bad, too. <laughs> you do. Blame me. Blame me. Or, or cut it out. Don't put it in. Don't put it in because it'll get you. We'll have to watch the whole episode to get to it. We won't put it in the timestamps. But on a lighter note, really fast, before we go, i got to ask you, because you're living the life of a, a prince over there almost. Like, geez, Hav, like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm dying here being stuck on this island watching all your videos and pictures that you're sending me. So tell me a little bit about how you are uh, how you're doing over there and, and, and suffering in poor, in poor Dubai with your buddies. Yeah, I'm, su I'm suffering while everybody else is doing what they're doing. I've been treated to just about every dinner, every this from, from different type of people. Very super nice people. I've been so on, on the, the 50th largest yacht in the world that was like bigger than a football field, nine, nine, nine floors up. Uh, I, I've been uh, falcon hunting two times out in the desert, you know, jet skiing. I mean, I, I get to work out in the greatest facility in the world, Nas. You know, it's a private gym. Uh, I, I get to see all these animals, exotic animals. And, and uh, you know, I, I went to go uh, look at 400 dogs. They, they, they're like 665 uh, people watch uh, 400 dogs, the person who take care of these dogs. A lot of them are racing dogs, greyhounds, but a lot of them are just pets. And it was awesome petting with these monster dogs. And, and dude, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. It's uh there's a lot of exotic cars everywhere, uh, and the weather is beautiful, 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 beautiful. It's the best weather uh, since I've been here in September 7th. It's a little bit hot, but, but not that hot, very bearable, and man, but now it's perfect. It's just a beautiful weather. I've been here, and I'll be here till January, the end of January, and man, I, I, it's 
shit. It's it's incredible. Yeah, incredible. I don't blame you. Incredible hospitality, too. incredible people. Uh, man, if people have never been to Dubai, make a trip to Dubai when COVID's finished or while COVID is because there's still Dubai's still open. Did you ever? Did you ever think when you were uh, when I was coming up and during my career, and you were coaching everybody that you'd be one day hanging out with sheiks and princes and billionaires in Dubai and doing all these crazy things that you're doing today? <laughs> no, never, never, <laughs> unexpected. Never. And, huh? I, and, and you know, and, and it's still cool if I don't hang out with them. I'm, I'm cool with just the regular person. Right, of I like the drivers. I, I make friends with everybody. So just being in Dubai, bro. Forget all that other stuff. That that. That's, I've never been that guy anyway, so being cool with cool people, that's enough for me, you know, so so I don't look forward to, oh, I get to do this, nah, I don't care, I, I can just hang out with the cool people here and, and be out in nice weather, and we're not shut down over here, so that to me is great, you know, so that's enough, I don't, I don't need any of the other stuff. Uh, you know, but watching the, the things I did like was the dogs. I will admit, going to 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 the when they had all those dogs and, and watching them and and uh, that was that was because you could tell you could tell the dogs were were, were loved, they were taken care of, and, and when they let them out, you know, they, they let them out every day to walk and they walk them, they exercise them. But when they let them out, I played with them and man, it was it, it was on my Instagram. You could see me playing with these two big old giant dogs. Yeah. You know, they were, I never seen these dogs before. They're so fun, so much fun, you know? Um, so no, no, I, uh, it, it's great, but you know, just being in Dubai with the weather and the people, that's great itself. Yeah. And, and, and if anybody wants to see some very interesting stuff, go to AK Hoff at AK Hoff on Instagram. He posts everything. Um, but, but the, the other thing is like, uh, the guys, even though they're so high up and so, uh, you know, important or whatever. They're so genuine, like Omar, your friend Omar, and all these people that I'm kind of meeting through you, through Instagram and through videos and talking between you guys, um, just you know, on the phone and stuff. But uh, they seem so genuine and 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 loyal and just like good people. Like it's not like you know they're they're just caught up in their business lives and they don't care about other stuff. Like they just seem like such good people to hang out with too. Yeah, no, hospitality is uh, is is number one with guys and loyalty goes along with that and uh if you if you're you know if you're a nice person and and uh you know they invite you as a guest man you're you're they they, they go out of their way to treat you right and it's not it's, it's and status over here it's not like in the states the older you are the, the the bigger status you have with them and the more they take care of you whereas in the states the older you got them the more there's a rest home ready waiting for you you know not over here uh, you know, the older you are, the more respected you are. Yeah. You know, which, you know, it would be kind of nice that if America went back to the way it used to be, where they respected their elders and they took care of their family and they don't send them off to, to, to you know, care homes and stuff, you know, and, and just take care of your family, you know. Yeah. That'd be cool, you know, but unfortunately that ain't going to happen. All right. Well, lastly, on a good note here, um, are you still, do you get Netflix there? Are you still watching Netflix? Yeah. Uh, What's a good show? Because you always you always tell me the good shows. Yeah, the last one I watched was the chess game with that chess whiz girl. Oh yeah, an the orphan. Gamlet, the Queen's yeah, Gamlet the, or something. Yeah, Gamlet, yeah, yeah. Watched that. That was really cool. Um, I actually met I met the the guy that was uh, the president of the chess club here. Oh wow! I met the guy, and, and this guy, wow, he he was amazing. He had played Bobby Fischer oh, yeah. four times. I know who that is, yeah. Played Bobby Fischer. He lost four times. But oh. but 
But even though he played Bobby Fischer and lost four times, he's actually beat the, one of the, the greatest chess players, too, that's in the top five. Bobby Fischer is, I think, number five or four. He actually, this guy actually beat the number three guy. Oh, wow. And, and then the all-time. So this guy is one of the greatest chess players of all time. He was the president of his own country for 17 years. Uh, he's, he played chess with the Pope, Henry Kissinger, uh, Dalai Lama, uh, uh, Gaddafi, uh, president of South Korea, Putin, uh, you name it. He showed me pictures of all these guys. I was just like a kid. I was like, wow. It's crazy. And I asked him, hey, how many people did you ever play at one time playing chess? He goes, oh, I played 30. I go, wow, 30 people at one time? He goes, yeah. I go, how long did it take you to beat him? He goes, oh, not long. Yeah. <laughs> you think I was going to play chess hell no because everybody's telling me the same thing about the shows being so amazing but i'm just not that into chess would i still enjoy it or do i have to like really be into chess to enjoy you this enjoy, you know you don't have to because they don't really show much about the chess so it's you enjoy more it. dialogue than, than the chess yeah, yeah not so much of, they don't show you the moves and this and that so what it was just about just the story you know okay. it's not about it is chess but it's not they don't show the instruction on how to play chess per se it's it's just it's a good it's a good it's a good series, um, you enjoy it and, cool. and but everybody should learn to play chess. It's it's a thinker's game, you know. And, I can uh, play. I just not I think that into the it. Brightest minds in the world come out of out of chess, yeah. you know. And uh, uh, and uh, this guy's goal is he he's the president of the chess club worldwide. He has uh, six hundred million people have played chess, and his goal is to get a million. Wow, he's the most interesting guy I've ever met. That's crazy, unbelievable guy. Yeah. Oh, he speaks seven languages too. Jeez. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah, learn just a, a, two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm trying to learn uh, three. Well, two. Well, I don't really speak Spanish that well, but I'm trying to learn Russian. I'm yeah. having a hard time, man. I, I've been I trying just, for 20 years. <laughs> still not. Still not fluent. Speak Russian, man. I, I need to hire a, a tutor because it's so hard. It's tough. And, these guys are talking around me, and it's always Russian, and I'm like, I don't catch, I catch a couple words here. Yeah, it's hard, <laughs> hard, hard, hard. Well, Hav, thank you for taking the time out again for another podcast. See, we always have amazing podcasts, no matter how many that we do. Um, it's good getting updates from you. I'm glad you're having fun over in Dubai, and keep sending me all the pictures and photos and and uh, videos and everything, because uh, yeah, I'm living vicariously through you being stuck on this island until they finally open the borders. And I'm coming over to Dubai as soon yeah. as they let me, and I can get freed up, and get get home, see see the family, and then and then get back, and everything's back up and running again. I'm gonna hop over. Yeah, you enjoy it. Well, thanks for being on the show again, and I'm sure uh, I'll bring you back on soon. All right, buddy. All right, take care. Out. All right, Javier Mendez. It's so cool to be able to have such a great podcast with such a good friend of mine, and uh, we pretty much have podcasts every day, but we just film them every two weeks or so <laughs> but um it's amazing what he's doing in dubai it's such an amazing place and he is with the right people and having just the time of his life so good to see that i've seen him spend years just in the gym training people training people training people training people listening to our bullshit and 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 our all this you know problems and and trying to fix our problems and 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 help our fighting technique and just dealing with all that and it's cool to see that he's enjoying himself a little bit now and having some fun in Dubai and hanging out with such really cool people actually 
Um, so check out AK Hav at AK Hav on Instagram. He has a YouTube channel as well, and he's posting a lot of videos on there behind the scenes with him and Habib and the team and the guys. So look him up on YouTube at Javier Mendez Podcast, I think. You can, t- you can type in Javier Mendez, but I'm pretty sure it's Javier Mendez Podcast. Um, and uh, he might have a different channel, but you, you can search. You can find it. I, I have faith in you. Um, and if you're following us on YouTube, please leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know um, anything, any feedback that you have. We love hearing the feedback or, I guess, uh, reading the feedback and responding back to you guys. Um, we're on all the audio platforms, so you can listen to us anywhere, anywhere they have podcasts. Um, but as an incentive to our very loyal YouTube uh, subscribers, we are going to start releasing the podcast, including this one being the first, early on YouTube. So we will release every podcast on YouTube first before we do the audio platforms, just to incentivize all you guys that's helped build this podcast and support it and left feedback and subscribed and 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 just built us so fast. And we love the YouTube aspect of the podcast because you can you can see the conversation, you can see what we're doing. So uh, expect at least eight hours early on on YouTube for all you guys um, that are listening. Um, maybe it's after we've released it by the time you listen to this on the audio platforms. But for the next one, um, we will always be releasing them on YouTube a little bit earlier. So thank you for the support. Stay tuned. We got some really cool podcasts coming up, and we'll talk to you soon. 